0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Chris from SDI. SDI specializes in helping large multi-site facilities and plant maintenance leaders reduce costs and risks while driving overall performance results and outcomes. And I really enjoyed talking to Chris about predicting demand in an unpredictable world, harnessing the power of data to de-risk supply chains and bridging gaps to find the balance between new technologies and legacy systems. This was one of a few special episodes. We filmed live in Atlanta, and they were so much fun. And I hope you enjoyed them. We rented out some really, really cool... Uh, space. So if you didn't check this out on YouTube, go and check it out. Um, we had a lot of fun doing it live and in person. We also posted some photos over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn. So definitely go and check it out. And if you want to catch up on this particular episode, head over to our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 378. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, Industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. When you're looking for cutting-edge resources on innovation and trends across supply chain, where do you go? What about when you're on a mission to find like-minded professionals and cultivate relationships that go beyond an emoji reaction? And what about when you're trying to generate leads, build campaigns, and get ahead of the game in the unique world of supply chain marketing? Supply Chain has been missing a single collaborative hub that brings people and ideas together in an environment that is safe yet stimulating for everyone, until now. Just one platform that's as dynamic and innovative As you are. Welcome to the Secret Society of Supply Chain, a private network for the supply chain community. An industry first brought to you by supply chain media entrepreneur Sarah Barnes Humphrey. The Secret Society of Supply Chain brings professionals of all backgrounds and experience levels together in the industry's largest dynamic network. Focusing on industry learning and career development, as well as networking and community, the Secret Society of Supply Chain hosts all the content, connection, and creativity you need for supply chain success. But which group is for you? Well, head over to letstalksupplychain.com, find the Secret of Society banner, and take the quiz and join our waitlist. There are limited number of spots available, so make sure to get on that waitlist so that you are one of the first into the Secret Society of Supply Chain. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Before we get started, I have a question for you, According to an industry report, how much is the drayage industry set to be worth by 2027? With the rise of e-commerce in the last few years, it's certainly a growing industry. But how much will it be worth? What do you think? Well, let me know your guesses over on social and keep listening because I'll let you know at the end of the show. So, today I'm joined by a brand designed to increase efficiency, save time, and boost profits for truckers and brokers. In a tough market, it's a much needed solution. But who is it? Well, I'll reveal it all after the question of the week. So, the question that we asked you, what does success mean to you? 50% of you, after almost 400 votes, said financial independence. 37% of you said pursuing your passions. 11% of you said career achievement. Justin says, growing the company I am a part of, but most importantly and directly tied to the company's overall success is improving the lives of those I work alongside of. We love that. Hannah In short, doing my business in a way so that I am the best representative of the company externally, sharing knowledge internally and being a good and loyal colleague. Amazing. Pauline says inner peace means success to her. Marcelo, success in a business sense can be a distraction and keep you apart from what is really meaningful in life, such as health, family, and your passion. Kristen says, achieving goals and sleeping well at night. Well, whatever success means to you, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. Remember that if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode and be part of the conversation, we ask a question over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn and Instagram every single Wednesday morning and we would love to hear from you. So now back to today's episode and which digital drayage brand is joining me today? Well, it's Draymaster. Draymaster is the only digital rate management system in the drayage space. Draymaster's unique solution facilitates faster cash flow for truckers and more efficiency for brokers so organizations can spend less time thinking about rates and more time growing their business. And it's Travis, business lead at Draymaster that is joining me for the show. Prior to founding Draymaster, Travis held leadership roles overseeing brokerage and intermodal terminal management, as well as establishing and growing a national trucking company. With over 27 years of experience in drayage, Travis continues to build impactful solutions for the industry. Today, Travis will be telling me all about Draymaster and what they do, managing limited freight in a competitive market building stronger relationships by bringing truckers and 3PLs together and how effective rate management can supercharge your profits. So welcome to the show, Travis.
1: Thanks, Sarah. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: I am so excited to have you here. I mean, I've been working with WiseTech and Invasse for a couple of years now, and what they're doing in the industry is so dynamic. The creation of this network of businesses that tackle every possible industry need is really kind of exciting. And in 2021, you became a part of it with Dreamaster. So I can't wait to find out more about the amazing work that you do, what you're bringing to the WiseTech family, what you're bringing to the industry. So let's dive right in. Now, Travis, you've had an incredible career in the industry to date. You've founded several companies. So walk us through what that's looked like and your journey with draymaster i mean you know how did you even come up with it
1: it's uh it's actually been you're right you know being a part of the um wise tech and Invase and all of that now it's exciting times and you know uh my background really it started in 97 started out managing uh inland intermodal rail terminals in, okay. the, in the midwest and uh you know, through that, I learned quite a bit about the drain space, obviously. And then in 02, we started uh, a trucking company in the drain space, started out with five trucks, and then grew. we grew that to uh, 450 trucks in nine cities, sold that in 2012. And then uh, that's really when Draymaster came into play. The idea was, you know, there's a platform out there for LTL truckload. Things like that where you can go online and get a rate return, but nothing like that for the Drayage space. So in 2012, uh, Tom and I started talking about, you know, what does that look and feel like and, and how does that happen and realizing how incredibly complicated Drayage really is. Right. After about five years of that in 2017, I uh, finally got to start selling Dray Master services. Um, and then in 21 is when Invasi acquired us and now we're a part of WiseTech Global.
0: Amazing. And I just want to make a, a note of that for everybody too, is that you were talking about it. It took you about five years to even get to the point where you could start selling the services of Dreamaster. Because a lot of times, right, we see this and we're like, oh, it's an overnight success. They barely had to do anything. So I just wanted to bring, you know, and shine a light on that in the fact that, you know, this stuff does take time. I mean, you started your first one, I think, you know, um, the one that you sold in 2012, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, you know, that takes some time. And then you took five years for the Master. And so thank you so much for sharing the entrepreneurship journey and what that kind of looks like and how many years it takes. Because I think that's really valuable also for people to know, especially when you're looking to partner with a technology company, right? How long have you been working on this? How long have you been around? What does that look like? I think that's a super important question that people need to be asking when they look for a partner.
1: And, and not to mention, you know, you start with one idea and by the time you talk to customers or prospects, it turns into something completely different. So
0: that is such an amazing point to add. Um, I've been down that road a few times and you know, if you haven't been on that entrepreneurial journey, especially in technology, that's exactly how it looks. So give us an introduction. Who is DrayMaster? What do you do and how do you help your customers?
1: Yeah, so the the, the brief overview really is, is we're the only digital rate management system out there today that okay. uh, provides full transparency. And, uh, you know, for truckers, it's a place to high-level store manage and automate all of their rates um, still by keeping full control. And for 3PLs, and when I say 3PLs, I'm talking brokers, forwarders, 3PLs, NBOCs, right. anyone on that side of the business, a uh, place to the manage their drags, partners, and all the specific components associated with every lane and move that they're they're searching for.
0: Yeah. And thank you for breaking that down for us. I use 3PL loosely as well because I think everybody knows what that means. It means third-party logistics provider, but it could mean a whole bunch of different things from freight forwarder to warehouses to distribution, that kind of thing. So I love that you um, rolled that out for us. And so let's take a look at those customers because you work with truckers and with the 3PLs that we just mentioned, do they have to be a certain size or a certain location? Do you have an ideal client?
1: So... We do, and I, you'll see as I talk about this, I break them down into both. We talk about the trucker side and the 3PL side because we do have them on both sides of the platform. You know, on the um, on the trucker side, we provide value to truckers of all sizes, whether they have one truck, one location, the thousands of trucks, and several locations across the U.S. And uh, and the main thing is that they serve the ramps and/or ports, you know, somewhere right. within the U.S. Because we focus specifically on drayage. Um, Then for the 3PLs, um, you know, really it's, I would say 20 plus employees is where we really find that they see the benefits. Smaller forwarders, brokers, 3PLs can use it, but um, you you really see the value with 20 plus employees or or so. Um, And then it really helps shippers, you know, around the block, around the world, better manage all of their rates uh, on the land side side of the US. So we got a lot of global forwarders that, you know, have customers overseas that need to find rates in, in the US. So uh,
0: you know what? I come from a logistics background. And so I was in operations for a number of years. And I'll tell you, trying to get rates was like pulling teeth. And I'm I'm dating myself a little bit because I think I'm going back, I don't know, probably at least 12 years or so. Okay. Um but it was like you know you send an email here's all the details. And then, you know, your overseas agent comes back and they're like, oh, you missed a detail. So I lost 24 hours. So I give them that detail. And then it (laughs) takes them five days to email me back with a rate. And the client's going, what's taking so long? Like, we really need this rate from you. And so you talking about global forwarders having you know, clients overseas that are looking to be able to price things that are in a different country or in North America or what have you, knowing that you can do it under like for one click. I was like, where is this when I was in operations? I mean, the amount of stress that it could have saved me.
1: I, I hear that on just about every call I do, <laughs> demo I give. So I, I completely agree.
0: Right? Like how many emails do we have to send for rates? We really shouldn't even have to send one.
1: I know it and I'm sure we'll get into it, but really it's, uh, you know, you you spend a lot of time searching for rates and on the trucker providing yeah. rates and, and something you may not even see the light of day on. So
0: That is so sure. true because half of what we quote, we actually don't even get anyways, but that's a story for a completely other yes. episode. So let's talk <laughs> about the market. You know, Mm -hmm. we're at the end of 2023. We're looking ahead to the new year. What does the landscape look like? What's happening sort of overall? But also tell us, you know, what's happening more specifically for truckers and 3PLs?
1: Yeah, so I mean, overall, as we we all know and see that, um, you know, it's a competitive market and everybody's fighting over what freight crumbs are out there. Yeah. you know, from the trucker's perspective, we've we've seen this influx of smaller carriers coming on board since COVID, hoping to capitalize on uh, the, the unfortunate market at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so now today we're seeing more of those revocations uh, than we're seeing authorities coming into play. And I think that's going to play out for a little while before we see uh, things level out to, you know, pre-pandemic levels, if you will. And you know, for truckers really to survive in the market, they they've got to be running lean as they can, agile and and mainly responsive as possible. You know, a lot of this, and I'll say it a few times, but first to market is everything, especially right now. Um, on the three PL side of things, they're also under the same type of pressures as truckers. Um, some may argue that, but on top of which, you know, truckers are constantly changing their rates, and what we've learned from even during COVID, truckers are trying to get away from their tariffs and providing fall rate tariffs to customers because they want to control day to day what they're going to charge and make the most value where they can. But by doing that, they're really hiding the rates. And and ultimately, for the 3PL, it leads to slower pay because it's going to go into an invoice discrepancy. They're going to say, hey, you quoted me this. You're now trying to charge me this and it's going to be a dispute it's a lot of time and money wasted between both sides leading to frustration on both sides so um you know in order to succeed under those pressures they the the 3pls need to be accurate very informative and really organized enough to understand what they're requesting when they're requesting rates if a smaller company doesn't realize that there could be chassis positioning charges or something along those lines a trucker's not going to freely throw those out there not all truckers i should say Right. Uh, you know, you're going to have to find that workout on your own.
0: Well, and I think you bring up a really great point. There is that we need to make sure that there's trust amongst all of the players in the supply chain, really, for all of this to work. And yeah. if that's how you're operating, you're really not operating at that kind of level where you're establishing trust, you're establishing partners, you're being transparent right? Because if if you're not being transparent with them, they can't be transparent with their customers. and then we just get back to where we were before, where everybody's sort of blaming each other and we don't want to do that. We need to we need to have an environment of collaboration and trust, right? And it also has a reputation uh, from a branding perspective as well that really hurts the brand, which, I don't think a lot of these people really think about, but when you're operating in that way and, you know, you, you're creating some of that distress, it also has a lot of effect on your brand.
1: It does. And that's really where, like, I encourage people to start, you know, people throw the word partnership around a lot. but they don't really create true partnerships. A partnership to me is when the downtime happens, like COVID, they're going to stand by each other and work together to resolve the problems that are happening. And and we lost a lot of that when it came to to the COVID portion, but you really need to get back there. Transparency and the openness and and creating partnerships.
0: So let's talk about how this translates into the challenges that organizations are facing right now. We've talked just now about one of them what are some of those other unique challenges um what do they look like for truckers and for 3pls
1: yeah again breaking it down so for truckers you know it it may be hard hard to believe on some of this but you wouldn't believe how many truckers i talked to that don't even understand their own rates or how they got their rates you know and then typically they're just adding to them over time they don't ever have a chance to clean them up and that's Um, you know, so, so that's a big piece of it. Uh, now they need to understand their own rates. Um, so to our point earlier, they're quoting several times a day. I mean, some companies just have people that that's all they do is quote with the understanding they may not see that business. So it's a lot of time spent on that. Um, RFPs, you know, typically used to be able to say, okay, September's our peak. Obviously that's changed. Um, and now RFPs can come at any time of the year, right? And being able to quickly um, complete an RFP and get it back uh, to win the business, that's your greatest chance of winning business are through RFPs, so being able to handle that quickly. Um, Many larger companies have problems with employees pricing different. You know, Sarah may price the customer today at one rate and forget a chassis charge. I may quote Sarah next week and add that chassis charge. It just makes us look unprofessional like we're trying to hide something, so. Mm that's more on the, the trucker side. On the 3PL side, I would say it's really obviously the opposite. They're calling, they're spending their time calling and emailing truckers, waiting for responses. Sometimes that could be after hours or before hours, and they're just waiting, waiting for that email to come in. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the not really having a clear place to manage all of those rates. They'll come in through an email or a phone call. Where are they storing them? Um, Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, I hear it's on an Excel spreadsheet. So, um, and then really nowhere to compare those rates and finding new partners and new lanes, not to mention, you know, um, the fuel, the accessorials and the surcharges that change often. So to our point a quote, you received a few days ago, even though, I may have quoted it both times that can change, you know, chassis charges could have gone up. We may have added a terminal surcharge and there's very different variances that could impact that. But that I would say that would be the the biggest challenges for both sides.
0: Yeah. And I, one of the things that you mentioned was the human element. I remember as a 3PL, you know, trying to build a quote for somebody and you send the quote out or even an RFP and you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, wait a second. I did not account for X, right? And oh man, I should have known that. But really it's a human element. It depends on where are my heads at that day? You know, what time of day is it? Have I had a cup of coffee if I'm a coffee drinker? And have I had that second one in the afternoon if I'm a second cup coffee drinker? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so that human element in the fact that, you know, we may remember, we may not remember everything when we are quoting and we need the tools to be able to make sure to back us up and, you know, maybe even give us the indicator to say, hey, you forgot this surcharge and being able to have the opportunity to say, yes, we need to add it or no, we don't need to add it in this case because I had, you know, I covered it some, some other way.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: And so how do we tackle some of these challenges, right? What is the solution? What are the opportunities that that solution really starts to unlock for organizations?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, for truckers, I would say the main thing they need to to have the ability to adapt and change which is hard for a lot of us in this industry that, that are not used to technology but uh you know digitally managing their rates and making them available to their customers again i've said it before first to market that's really what a lot of, uh it's where a lot of the truckers are winning in certain areas right now mm-hmm. um they, they the streamlining and expediting the rfp processes and and uh you know having consistent pricing across the company so that's what they're really going to have to tackle um, to to really start benefiting from the automated portion. And, you know, we help truckers get to that point. It does take a little bit of time to get set up because truckers have different rates with every customer they do business with if they want to. Uh, Fuel, line haul, tolls, some tolls don't apply. So, you know, we hold their hand getting set up through that entire process. On the the 3PL side of things, I would have to say, you know, the, the biggest pain point for them, in my opinion, is they need to minimize their invoice discrepancies. Um, And they do that by digitizing their rates and working with their partners in that fashion. Um, You know, giving them one place, I said it before, but one place to manage their rates, uh, whether it's an email, Excel, or whatever, this is all in one format, one place, and everyone can go to the same place to get the truth. Um, And That really just comes down to having a streamlined quoting process across the board and and having, you know, the employees that are doing that understand what the company's goals are there.
0: Yeah. And I think that's exactly where Draymaster does come in. So talk to us about how it all works and talk us through what that solution looks like for truckers and 3PLs. Like, what can they really do with it?
1: This is where I can really dive into pieces. So uh, I'll do my best to keep it high level. But, you know, how it works, uh, I'll start with the trucker side of things. It gives them a place uh, to easily store and maintain the rates for their entire service territory. Uh, I, we go off of five key components, really. It's line haul, fuel, tolls, chassis rental, and chassis positioning. Anything else, we look at that as a potential accessorial. Um, if they have you know, an existing rate tariff, we're going to analyze it. We're going to clean up misspellings incorrect city-state combinations invalid zip codes they may have nice. had, added over the years. If they're a small company, we'll help them create one based on their own logic. We don't compare them to their competitors. Um, they're always going to have full control and access to who sees their rates, when and how often. Um, you know, automating the process that allows them, a trucker can put a link now using DreaMaster in their email signature or on their website and, you know, get a live FCL quote and have that customer nice. click on it put in the parameters and get a rate returned as if somebody was on the other end doing it automatically. Um, and then understanding how often to our earlier point, how often are you getting awarded the business that you've been quoting? You know, Draymaster provides tools for you to uh, get to that point. So you can really understand that. And I mentioned that we have a bid tool that you can handle, you know, the RFPs quickly or multi-lane searches. And then, um, the, the we'll get to this later on but the professional looking quotes that we send out you know as uh, and i'm sure you've seen this and being in the logistics side of it you can get the rates back from a trucker but is that on a is it on a napkin is it on an email is it you know did they call you you got to put all those pieces together so um you know with dry master you're prov- providing a professional looking quote every time and you know right where to look to find out what that specific charge is going to be no matter which trucker you're working with
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, that helps That helps establish and build that branding that we talked about earlier and also helps establish that trust and kind of that true partnership that we were talking about earlier, too. But I think we're going to talk about collaboration in a minute anyways.
1: <laughs> yes. And then on the, uh, for the 3PL side, you know, it gives them one location to manage all of their drainage partners, as we mentioned earlier, you know on a global scale, you got to have one location to go to um, for all of your employees to, to get the information that they need and to work with the truckers that have been vetted properly. Um, and in the, Master they still do their own vetting, but they don't connect with them until they vetted and, and made that a success. Um, you know, they have the ability to, to see community rates in Draymaster where they may run a rate search in a specific lane and see a trucker come back with a rate that they haven't had the chance to work with yet or understand them. So, um, creating new relationships there. Hmm. And then, um, you know, I would say we have, you know, the the biggest piece I see on this is this, uh, what I call a sell rate. So basically the three PLs are using the rate information that comes back from all of the truckers. And then they use that, in several different ways to come up with a markup to create a sell rate that they can start providing to their customers and their prospects. So, right. um and again, keeping that all centralized. And once you have everything, I, I use that word a lot apparently, but once you have it centralized, you know where to go to get the data to create the reports you need to, to generate more revenue.
0: Well, and think about it. Like if you're doing every invoice separately and you've got different people doing the different invoices. Again, it brings in that human element. This way you can actually streamline it to a specific markup or um profit margin that is uh central across the board, which you don't have if you've got different people doing the quoting and the invoicing and things like that and things get missed because that's just a human element. Oh, now, you know, I spoke a little bit earlier about uh, branding and trust and bringing everybody together. And everybody kind of knows that I believe that collaboration is the future of business. And during my years in 3PLs, I really found that that was lacking. So talk to us about how DreamMaster f- facilitates collaboration. Um, and really, cause I think collaboration drives innovation and I think we're only as good as the partner that we partner with in this industry. So talk to us about how you facilitate that really important component.
1: Absolutely. I think there's more collaboration that needs to happen within mm-hmm. the industry. I think we've come a long way from even what you're talking about, but, um, before I go, oh, uh, well, I'll just jump in. So through, um, you know, with the platform on the collaboration with the truckers providing rates. Of all the known charges up front that's opening up transparency and trust right they they know that if i go and get a rate from abc trucker and it comes time to invoice i'm going to be pretty close it's going to lower my invoice discrepancies right Uh, giving both sides the ability to connect and build relationships that they may not have had the opportunity to work with i had one customer reach out the other day saying hey i'm trying to get in touch with this larger global forwarder but i'm having a hard time doing it i said well why don't you just click connect you know and Showed them the process and it was simple. So they, they've spent a few days trying to get in there, but by working with them and now they're collaborating and working on some other deals. So that's another way. Um, Just a
0: button I, that says connect?
1: It's connect. Yep, that's they all they had
0: to do is click a button and well, here they are trying to get them on the phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but then the, you know, the visibility across the globe and the par- partners and seeing what they're searching for and what lanes and how often, and and again, relating to how often they're getting the business. Um, I would say with that, that's going to come back to the data and the reports and what you can learn from that information, especially things you may not even know right now that you needed to know. Yeah, yeah. Um But between that collab I I say that I mean there's more features to that that help with that collaboration, but really it's getting them in touch without all the unnecessary back and forth on emails and phone calls. It's straight to the point with the rates and then the trust. Trustworthy that comes from that, I guess I could
0: say. Yeah. And as an operator from a 3PL background, you know, those can be hundreds like on a daily basis, you know, and they can be eliminated. Like, who doesn't want to take out a thousand unopened emails from your inbox when you come back <laughs> from vacation? Just sit and,
1: Or, and then try and searching those emails for a specific uh, <laughs> price or, yes.
0: Oh, I am with you on that. I spend hours searching through my email even right now and I don't get that. many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a next project. We got to have.
0: <laughs> so let's talk benefits because with all the challenges we've talked about from technology and agility to data and collaboration, there has to be a lot of benefits to working with a platform, with a company like Masters. So talk to us about a few of those.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. So, you know, um, when you get signed up and familiar and using Draymaster, you're, you're going to become more organized. Um, I, I, like to use the word responsive and some people hate it, but professional looking. I mean, um, uh, face it, it, it does become more professional looking and, and like you have your ducks in a row. Um, ultimately leading to, you know, higher profitability on both sides because you end up with better understanding of really the, the rates and how they were generated. Um, you've got the trucker that now knows and has a clean rate tariff, and you've got the free PL understanding okay, every time I quote, I'm closer to the in, actual invoice amount. Um, and obviously the ability to protect those margins. And and then uh on both sides being efficient and, and broader market search, meaning both sides you know spend less time responding to the pricing calls and emails. I get a lot of the well, I got to call them and ask them what their current fuel is. DreMaster has current fuel on the dashboard of both sides. You never have to call or email, ask them what their current fuel is. Woo. Um, that you know,
0: eliminates one a day.
1: It does. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then the ability to find vendors or customers in specific regions or where you made these planes. We're going to show, you know, 3PLs when you have all of your partners listed in Master, we can run a report that shows you okay here's where you have some gaps in these lanes you only have one or two truckers in this lane right. you don't have any in this lane you have 20. so it kind of helps them fill gaps on where they need to find truckers um mm-hmm. and then vice versa truckers that need you know larger customer truckers that need freight in a specific region can go to those specific 3pls in this case um and you know i'm trying to th-
0: well, I would say also like just going back to that branding, that reputation, that trust. I mean, that really says a lot in the market as well. And it means repeat business. I mean, you know, let's just put it out there. If if you are not establishing any one of those three, you're not going to get repeat customers. So exactly. I think those are huge, huge, huge
1: and, and And the last, yeah, you're right. And the last I'd leave off is more, I, and I see this on a regular basis, but three uh, PLs across the country, across the globe, they'll say, you know, I'm in New York, but I need to move a container in California. So what are yep. they doing? They're calling or emailing their own branch saying, Hey, who do you use in this location? <laughs> you know, more wasted time and money. So yep. by, by having Draymaster, they can quickly see which truckers are vetted, who, who comes up in those lanes when they search. And that's obviously who that branch is using.
0: That's another really good point because you want to make sure that they're vetted. You don't want to give over to a trucking company that you don't have vetted in your system that could potentially cause problems down the I, line if exactly. not. I do want to be
1: clear on that. We don't do all of the vetting. It's still going to be the 3PL's responsibility to vet them prior to connecting with, with them in Draymaster. Right. But, but if they're
0: in cool. if they're in Draymaster, you're you're pretty much know that your branch in California has vetted them before they upload them exactly. to Exactly. The or connect correct with yep. them in the system. Right. Okay. So let's get to one of my favorite parts of the conversation that's around case studies. Okay. So paint us a picture. What does it look like? You know, maybe what was the challenge that they came to you with the solution? Obviously you provided with Draymaster, but what were some of the ROI and benefits that you have seen for your trucking customers and then also your 3PL customers?
1: I got, uh, The interesting one, I think, I mean, they're both interesting, but they're really more so on the trucking side, because first off, we had a a mid-sized trucking company come to us. They were very adamant about, I don't think I need technology. After about a year of back and forth, they came back and said, I think I need technology. (laughs) Um, So I said, great. And to do that, we basically did a proof of concept, because I wanted the customer to feel, you know, this is the way that people are going in this industry and you need to get on board or you're going to be left behind, whether that's Draymaster or another tool. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we ended up doing was we took, um, you know, high level portion of this is basically we took how the trucker would respond to rate requests before Draymaster. And it was via email and they it wouldn't be a PDF. It would be in the body of the email. Okay. Um, And then they would, you know, There was no format they would, to your point earlier, they would type in what they think needed to be addressed and hope they didn't miss anything.
0: And I just want to bring up one really, really interesting point with that email going out is Mm -hmm. thinking about all that data that's in the email that is only necessarily being seen by that person sending out that email, but all of that data leaving the company.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right. And not staying
0: with the company or not staying with the company as a whole, it's staying with that one person. Anyways. Yes. That was a very good point.
1: Um, So what we ended up doing was, um, let's say, so for one week, trucker would send out those responses just like they would without Draymaster. At this point, we're already set up in Draymaster with them, but we wanted (laughs) to test this out.
0: You were like, no, no, hold up.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: You got to see this. (laughs) Hold my beer. Um, So, they basically um, sent those emails out, responses out. 91% of those customers, for whatever reason, came back and asked for a, a decrease in the rate, whether it was line, haul, toll, fuel, anywhere within there, they asked for a decrease. Okay. Another week, we sent out nothing but the professional-looking quote that kicked out from Draymaster. For whatever reason, not one person came back. I don't have <sighs> the answer on why, other than maybe they know where they were looking, the layout made it feel more professional or they, you know, felt like they knew what they what was going on. But I found that very interesting that not one rate rate. I didn't expect it to be that low. Um right. so it was very very exciting to see that on both sides, obviously. And
0: how much money did you keep on the table for them at that point? If 91% are coming back and saying, listen, you need to lower your rate. I mean, you're not gonna just lower it by one percent. I mean, how much money did you keep on that table? That's amazing.
1: Yeah. No, and that's one thing that I, I don't have the numbers in front of no, me right no, no, now. Totally but, fine. Not yeah, asking uh, for
0: the numbers, just making <laughs> I just want the audience to think about that, right? Like yeah. how much money are we leaving on the table? When we're doing it in a way where 91% of people are coming back for, and asking for a reduction. Exactly. I mean, yeah, anyway, keep going. The
1: number is <laughs> crazy. Um, you know, so that was on the trucking side. And uh, from that, you know, I'll just throw it out there. You know, what they used to have a whole team of, people quoting rates, and now it's centralized, and they do right around 50,000 quote searches a month. Um, That that was all done by hand before. Um, On the 3PL side of things, this one was a little bit larger. Obviously, they were a, uh, it was our first large global forwarder that we brought into the platform, and we did the case study surrounding that. So um, on that one, what we did was they came to us and we had to understand their biggest concern. And this is why I brought up earlier in the, in the talk was the invoice discrepancies. They came to us with an 84% invoice discrepancy rate. So every quote they did turned into 84% of that was in the discrepancy. And, you know, typically caused from the fact that the trucker is not going to provide all of the known charges up front. And then, you know, so by centralizing, that was the other thing. They had people quoting all over the place and all over the world. Uh, now it's centralized. They get all the known charges up front. Uh, by doing all of that, the forwarder was able to lower their discrepancy by a total of 45% in six months. Wow. And that led to an overall savings for that forwarder of $1.5 in a 16-month six period. So that wow. was uh, pretty incredible to see.
0: That's a pretty nice chunk of change. Yes. Right. Uh, I mean, I think every forwarder wants that considering the margins or the, the margins that we work with as a 3PL. So I think that's amazing. Well, I want to continue the conversation, but we're kind of having to wind it down. We've come to the last question. What does the future hold for Draymaster? What can you, you know, what can you give us and what can we expect from Draymaster in the future?
1: So um, being a part of Wiseck now and, and the exciting direction that uh, things are going to be going, a few of them that could speak about would be that, you know, we have a newly released uh, feature called Capacity Calendar. And really, it allows the companies to not just list their rates uh, in master so the rates get returned, but also show what their current capacity is in more okay. of a set scenario. So. If it comes back today, you know, red light means I'm completely booked. Yellow light, hey, I'm getting tight that day. Green light means I have capacity. Hmm. So that's going to be the the next phase and trying to simplify that process and limit the calls and emails based on capacity uh, that's currently cool. happening. Uh, and that was huge during COVID. That was one of the biggest things that customers were looking for. Yeah. Next, I would say self-sufficient onboarding. Today we do hold, uh, their, the customer's hand, mainly the trucker. A 3PL can be set up in master in 10 minutes and they're up and running. A trucker, it's a little more time consuming because we're cleaning everything up and getting them to a good starting point. Um, and really, so the self-sufficient onboarding is going to allow them to do that from start to finish without having to, um, have us watch their every move, if you will.
0: Cool. Well, I love both of those things, and I can't wait to see where you go from there. So now more than ever, companies must keep up with the pace of growing co- competition and the ever changing digital landscape. DreMaster makes quoting accurate. Uh, drayage and intermodal rates a breeze for truckers 3pls freight forwarders and brokers while enabling electronic delivery to tms and freight forwarding systems if you want to find out more you can check them out at technologies.com forward slash intermodal drayage software forward slash rate management. A massive thank you to Travis for joining me. But before we go, did you have a guess at today's big question? At the top of the show, I asked you, according to an industry report, how much is the drayage industry set to be worth by 2027? Well, it's set to be worth an estimated 8.3% billion dollars up from $6.1 billion in 2022. Now that is a very big increase in five short years. And you're going to want to be prepared for that, especially from a technology standpoint. So a huge thanks to the team at Draymaster for making this episode happen. And Travis, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Sarah, I really appreciate it. It was fun time. Thank you very much.
0: Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity bottom line and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover, and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. And if you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and the brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. And if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So head over to the website, use the search function. We also have some filters to find the right content for you. And we dive into whether you're the right client for them. What exactly do they do? And we paint a picture of what it would look like to work with them. So go and utilize those podcast episodes to find the right solution on the market for you. And remember to come back next week. I'm going to be joined by Christine Barnhart of Neulogy. And we're going to be diving into her journey. Now, she's got a unique journey. She's just um, taken a new position at the company, which is truly exciting. And she's got a lot to share with the industry. She's very active in the industry. She's a very... you know, empowering voice for a lot of us women in the industry as well. And so I hope that you are going to find her as inspiring as I do. Plus, you're going to be hearing a lot more from her in 2024, where we collaborate on a secret project. And so it's going to be an amazing episode. Come and join me for that and make sure that you don't miss it. If you enjoy the show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook. We're also over on Instagram and TikTok. You can subscribe to us over at letstalksupplychain.com. That's our newsletter or the Secret Society of Supply Chain, which is our new membership group. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. And if you're looking for some really cool merch for that supply chainer in your life, head over to letstalksupplychain.com and check out our shop. We've got something for everyone. And uh, we definitely want to see you over there, especially in the holiday times. All right. And if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Remember, we are bringing the community together in a variety of different ways. If you have not signed up for the Secret Society of Supply Chain, we have a membership group for you. We want to be inclusive. We want to bring everybody together. And so go, go check it out. We've got some virtual monthly meetups. We've got some exclusive content from some of the leaders in the industry with best practices, and we would love to see you in there. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.